Welcome to the podcast where we sometimes talk about fitness, but we always talk about nothing. I'm Haley Jones. I'm Mandy Jones. And, and this, this is Jones or Side. Hi, and welcome back to another fun episode of Jones or Size. <laughs> this is episode 32. Yes. Man, I know that's a lot. Yeah, I don't know why we are closing in on year one. Yeah, we are. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah, hello. It's summertime. All right, before we get started, we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to our listeners. We appreciate your support, and if you don't already, go follow us on Instagram at Jones or Size Pod. If you're inclined, like, share our profile, yeah. share our posts, yeah, subscribe. Comment. Yeah. subscribe to the Joneser size where do you where do you think most people listen to Joneser size well according to the stats we have they're listening on um apple okay that doesn't surprise me i don't suppose that's where i listen unless i am like in the middle of something else and i'll go over to spotify okay so i toggle back and forth between them okay all right well um, you know, so you can subscribe there right, right. yeah okay. you can subscribe Okay, I feel awesome. like anywhere. Okay, yeah. I mean, all the ones that I know of, you can. All right, so today is a- 45% are on Apple. Okay. 25% Spotify. Sweet. 6% Overcast. 5% CastBox. 19% Other. Huh. That's a lot of Other. That is a lot of Other. Tell us where you listen. <laughs> we need to know. If you're Other. Yeah, please tell us where you listen. I, that's my website I haven't heard of. I haven't heard of the Other. other. Other.com. <laughs> Um, all right, so it's a cross-training episode. That means yes. we're going to do be discussing a book. Yeah, yeah. But before we get started, we need to warm up. Yes. Uh, I mean, and Haley told me last week that I needed a good, strong, long warm-up. <laughs> so I'm going to let yes. you get started. Okay. Okay. So Shay was out of town this weekend, which means I can run on the treadmill. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, no downstairs rattle. No problem i so which is a good weekend to do it since it was torrential rain yeah it was torrential rain yeah. yeah so i did i took full advantage of that so i went down a little bit of a rabbit hole of netflix documentaries while oh, i was running yes the first of which was the um operation varsity blues which was like the the um college admission scandal okay i've got to i've got to see oh my gosh you have got to watch it you're just gonna be like what is aunt becky on it I don't think so. Okay, if they just talk about her. I don't, who's Aunt Becky? She's the one that, um, whatever her real name is on Full House. Oh, Lori Laughlin? Yeah. Well, she, well, she was, yeah, she's in there. That's what I'm saying, do they uh, talk to I her? I was like, I didn't know her name was Aunt Becky on that show. That's funny. Um, <laughs> no, they didn't, but they have like recording. Okay, okay. So they don't, okay, gotcha. I mean, she's on there like as a character. What's it called again? Uh, um, Operation Varsity Blues. And they okay. actually talk a lot about her daughter because I guess her daughter was like a huge social influencer. Yes, big time. Didn't know all that. It's mm -hmm. freaking fascinating. And then I watched Athlete A about the gymnast and Larry Nasser, And I'm running and crying at the same time. Okay, so Heavy Metal is a podcast. Yeah. You got it. it you got to listen to it. Well, it just touches on Larry Nassar, okay. Nassar or whatever. But it's really kind of about just the culture of oh of yeah of usa usa gymnastics yeah and so it kind of like after knowing the 
Larry Nat, like almost, I almost wish I had listened to heavy metal first, first. and then I watched see. athlete a, because okay. it kind of sets the stage on how these little girls were so easily influenced right. and comfortable with him. And y'all go watch athlete a it's, I mean, it's it was, very, it's sad. It's, it's terrible. Sad. And that guy, Penny kept whatever yes. his name is the uh, see penny oh yeah the yeah. guy who was in charge of us usa mm-hmm. gymnastics i'm yeah. like you are the worst are the worst are, yeah mm-hmm. i can't say any nice words yeah so and you listen to yeah. heavy metal you'll mm-hmm. on 30 for 30 podcast okay i have to listen to it and i also watched um or i'm almost finished with the challenger and that one's fascinating too okay yeah i know i need to watch that one chris is out of town this week so maybe i got time yeah you got time like okay I'm down because I caught up on, I caught up on the previous season of the Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh, whoa. Over you the did? rainy weekend. Okay. Yeah, I did. I've got. Was I, it worth it? It was worth it because I have a better understanding, understanding of especially Candace and Monique's okay. relationship. Situation. Yeah. Um, the Really, the only thing I left, you know, that because most people said watch it you'll end up being like team Monique instead of team Candace yeah and let's be honest I was kind of just left like eh, with them right but you know what I left right uh I do not like Ashley Darby and I would need I would be happy if she was just never came back onto the show wow yeah I don't like her at all interesting mm-hmm. so Monique and I, Monique and Candace She's, are just they kind of like keep yeah. it spicy they keep it reality television I think Ashley is not uh authentic oh period no she she and I can't stand that yeah it's like why are you on there you have nothing to really contribute I don't mean to say that in like a non-human way like she's a human so she obviously has value but I'm just saying to the show she's not authentic no she she's it's not reality television yeah because she's not real right and I can't and I just I don't know that's that's actually I was so anyway, but yeah, I was good. I liked it. All right. So we also over the weekend, cause we, we had it off. We yeah. had no track. Oh, we had no basketball. Oh, we had no travel. That's nice. We were just off this weekend. That's nice. It was really nice. So we watched some NCAA basketball, which was fun. We watched it with some friends and it was good stuff. Um, we, um, Colton and I made candles like homemade candles I think it's cool that you guys like do that kind of stuff well we only made two and we were gonna make two more yesterday but we got busy and whatever but yeah well you know he just likes to they look legit they're nice aren't they They look like you went to thinking company and like got like these bubble candles yeah and that's the that's my oh I need to take a picture of those for the gram yeah so that's my um that's my goal like we want to make like different colors and then kind of so the reason why it came up was we went on vacation at Christmas time and we stayed at this really, this fun little cabin or whatever in Idaho, yeah. like right outside, right outside Wyoming when we skied. And the, they had this platter of super cool candles and Colton and I burned them, <laughs> burned them all. I mean, like we would sit down to watch TV and we'd light them all and we just loved them. They were all kind of like different trees and pine cones and all that kind of stuff so I tried to buy some and they're so expensive like yeah candles that are shaped that are pretty yeah so I said we're gonna make our own so I so I got this DIY kit it's like a soy candle and I bought some flavors and some colors was it hard no it was it was just you know 
you just had to go through the steps. Do the steps. But it wasn't hard. So anyway, but yeah, they're 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 fun and they're it's very satisfying. Like the shape of them. Oh yeah. When you pull them out of the silicone. Yeah. Anyway, I like them. All right. Um. So we did that. So yeah. So that was so it was a good weekend. I felt revived and ready to go for the week. Oh, that's good. And then Monday hit and yeah, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> here we are. But no, but it was but yeah, it was a good weekend. So anyway, and I was able to hit finish hidden figures, our book. Yes. Transition, transition. Yes. All right. So tell us what is hidden figures about. <clears throat> hey, and heads up, even if you didn't read it, like this should be a good hopefully discussion. And maybe if you've seen the movie or at least you know right. what it's about. But anyway, but right. tell us highly what it's about. Okay. Hidden Figures is the book is a previously untold true story of the black women computers whose calculations helped America win the space race. Um, yes, people were called computers. It took me halfway through the book to understand, like, why are we calling them computers? computers and then I realized they are they're literally computing. computing. <laughs> I think that's why we call computers computers. Exactly. I was like, were computing. Haley, what the? Yeah, why no. didn't I not realize that? Okay, these highly skilled mathematicians worked for um, NASA at the time, NACA and Langley, Virginia, at the time when Virginia was still the South and Jim Crow laws were still enforced, even at NACA, aka NASA. Because NACA is National Aeronautical. Nautics. I know. We should know this. I know. This is, this is embarrassing. What does um, it stand for? National Aeronautical Computer. Uh, oh, gosh. Sorry for this. Pause. NACA. Let's see. National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics. There you go. Okay. Sorry. We're back. We're back. We're back. And we're back. Maybe that's one of those technical difficulties we yeah. have to be back about. <laughs> Sorry, Jill. <laughs> when you have to fast forward. Like I had enough of that. Um, all right. So we're just going to kind of talk about, you know. Some takeaways, some thoughts. Yeah. Some stuff that we were just like, what? We didn't know about. We didn't know. So, um, first of all, I didn't know that NASA was originally NACA. Didn't know that. Um, and I also, what I did not know is, so to kind of set the scene, it opens up where NACA is in a position where all of, because it's in the 1940s, all of the men are at war. Right. They've all been enlisted and they need human beings, mathematicians, to come and compute right. to figure out um, to be able to support our aeronautical I mean basically the war right the aviation side of war because like at the time we were like ranked very low in aviation and all that and then by the end of the, I think by the end of the 40s or mid 40s we were like first in the world in aviation so obviously they had a lot of work to do right to get to there get, yeah and so the government was ready to throw a bunch of money yeah. towards this because <clears throat> for, for that, for that reason, and also just to help us in the, in the war. So I did not know that. Um, I didn't know that either. I, I literally was like reading this whole book. Like I didn't know anything. Do I even know history? Do I even know anything about us history? Any students that I ever taught be like, no, she don't, she does not know anything. About okay. History. So taken as a whole, yes. the, 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 the idea of NACA, the idea of we're in World War II. Why is the story of these women that go and work as computers significant to our cultural, social, and scientific history of the of the U.S.? I mean, well, first of all, I mean, I just feel like 
women just make things better like I feel like women that's a true story <laughs> and I don't like I don't and I would be surprised if anyone would argue with that, yeah actually, well I just don't think what they did and everything they overcame would have been I just think the solutions would have been different like I think having women I know that they were the computers for the men engineers and all that but like the way women problem solve and approach problems is just so different than men and so I think it like really catapulted like the U.S. forward Mm -hmm. in terms of science which I think is freaking interesting especially now that like women if you think about the women at that time that had the confidence and guts to pursue math science at all I mean well, because most of them, as we learned, most of them were pulled for as teachers. Yes, because so that was their only option. That was their option. If you were if you were into math and you were into science, then and you were a woman right. back then, then you were a teacher. Right. And that was really kind of the only thing that Hi. they felt supported in doing. And I would say a lot of them, it probably never dawned on them to do anything else. Well, uh, yeah, because they there was no women doing. It. I mean. There were no women leaders even right. in the industry even, yeah, to, so to say, right. hey, I want to go do this. I want to be like right. so-and-so, right. Um, especially black women. Right. I mean, they were teaching in their own black schools, right. you know, science and math. So, um, and, you know, so Dorothy, she, she left, she, she went in the summertime to make yeah. extra money which, and this is, I think, where, where just uh, the situation they were in really changed culturally and socially how we're very different now than we were then, obviously. But, you know, the fact that she left to go do this, not because she was trying to promote her career. Right. She wasn't trying to blaze a path. She, she was literally doing it to make enough money for her family right. and for potentially her children to go to college. Right. I mean, that was it. Yeah. It was, it was out of necessity mm-hmm. and it was out of a, like you were saying, like she was going to take control. Right. She wasn't just going to sit back and be like, oh, I don't know if my kids can go to college. Right. Oh, I guess I'll just sit here and not make as much money as I could. I mean, she um, well, and in fact, two of them, Dorothy and I think Dorothy and one of the other, I can't remember, but they had opportunities to like get a master's or, mm-hmm. and they did not because of family or whatever. And so it really was like, how can I, now that I'm in this situation, take care of my kids, you know, make some help more money, right? Help my, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I know, and I, I just think that's very interesting that they would have never even been afforded the opportunity if we weren't in a war right I mean think about that right it's crazy yeah I mean think about how much just World War II how it really truly catapulted our country into lots of progression right industrial um cultural socially I mean it just it kind of pushed Pushed. all of us or not me because I wasn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) push our country right and so, you know, I just think that's interesting how you really do learn about where we are now, really, truly by looking back and understanding. Right. So anyway, yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Um, so, um, all right. So t- t- let's talk about Langley. Yeah. So um, 
The story of Virginia's Langley Research Center has been shadowed by the story of NASA in Florida, Texas, and California, because we have Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> Houston? <laughs> and we have where they lift off in yes. Florida and all of that. Um, how was Langley able to change with the times as it went from support for the war um, to spearheading the dawn of the space race? Because we moved out of the need of aeronautics. Right. Because we figured all that out. Right. And then now it became, you know, competition. competition with all the other countries. So what do you, I mean, what do you, what do you think about that? Especially. Um, well, so there was a lot of controversy at the time of like, why are we focusing on getting to space when we haven't figured out all these social issues? Like, mm -hmm. why are we spending all this money when, you know, we don't have equal education, we don't have, um, and so the question is like, you know, was this, should we have been focused on the space race or should we have been focused on like money for schools? And I like 1 million percent think that we should have been focused on the space race because I don't think <laughs> this is a very biased answer, okay. but I think we, I still don't think we figured out education. And I think when you're investing in something, that's like a huge goal or dream, that's pushing people to their limits, only positive things can come out of it. True. So that is, I, I'm full force, like invest in the space invest in the space race invest in pushing like human limit versus like we we i don't think that had that money been siphoned for education i don't think it would have gone where it needed to go like well, we still that we see that today I, that's i you know i think that what you're saying is why throw money towards a system that is broken yeah as opposed to throwing money towards a system that is growing right well and like the space race was very clear on their intention mm-hmm we need to get to space. And then it became like getting somebody to the moon. Like we, you know what I mean? Versus like education is like, well, should it not be segregated or it should be segregated and we need to put money to this or no, we need to, it's like so unfocused. People mm -hmm. can't get on the same page much less then. So I fully think it should have been because also all those people, you know, and you read this in the book, uh, like that, that's inspiring for people, mm -hmm. like pushing to see what's possible. That's inspiring to people. So I think it should have 100 percent gone to the space race but especially in a time in our country coming on the heels of war right. and in the middle of the what the korean conflict right and the oh all of that yeah i mean i think probably there needed to be hope and right. dreams and that kind of thing i do think it is crazy interesting that these women i'm going back to the first question yeah. sorry my no, mind um I think it's crazy interesting that these women, not only, not only were they doing it, not because they weren't trying to, you know, get, they weren't trying to propel their career. Right. They were just truly trying to survive. And I think it's crazy interesting that they were trying to survive and they were being hired for a national. Right um project when they weren't even allowed to sit on a bus if there were too many white people yeah, I know. <laughs> on a bus yeah they're literally like helping get people into space helping people fly safely like doing all this crazy stuff helping yeah, us meanwhile helping yeah. you know thousands of men that were fighting in a war for freedom and you know they're truly supporting all of the things right 
except for the fact that they have to enter the bus from the back to get to their job. And if a white person comes on the bus and it's too crowded, they have to get up. Right. I just think it's insane. And what I thought was really interesting too is all of the rules of the, especially the transportation. Right. Really was creating even more like uproar because there was all the shuffling and getting on and off of this tra- of the buses yeah you know, they were tr- they were trying they were be- actually being forced i don't care if you're if it was black or white or whatever right. if you're being forced to jostle and kind right. of jockey for a position that's creating tension right yeah and so i just think it's interesting that in an effort and i guess that's why i didn't solve it because you can't solve i mean yeah you know anyway i just think that i all i'm saying is that this story to me is crazy that it was that it was untold for so long yeah I mean yeah because it's just anyway but all right so um talking about these women just in general so uh Catherine she was advocating for herself to work on the mercury capsule launch and so she says to her boss and that's the first one basically where they get him into space right so they're yeah. trying to get a human yes um just to go yeah and so she says tell me where you want the man to land and i will tell you where to send him up okay Catherine. yeah how are the women in hidden figures able to express confidence in their work and abilities and in what ways is that confidence validated by their coworkers? And then why is this such an emotional thing for the story? Why is this a why is this a through line in the story? So how do you think they are able to be confident? I mean, I feel like um I I mean, honestly, part of me is like I, they just have like God. <laughs> yeah. You know, because even just when it's intimidating to go into a space or a place when you know you have the skill but if you are not like everyone else you don't look like everyone else or whatever it's very very intimidating um I mean and I think just for her to have the confidence to be like just tell me where you need them and I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you where I need like I got it I've got it yeah 100 I also don't think I also think she had literally nothing to lose yeah, you're right. And I think when you have nothing to lose, right? I think you're willing to put more on the line. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, I think she also saw, she, she had, by the time that Catherine, this is Catherine on time, by the time that she was in that position, mm-hmm. like the West computers, there was kind of a history of these strong black women within the organization. And they had kind of created yeah. a reputation. And I think she knew like they have my back or whatever, but I also think she was just so confident. And I think, you know, she had probably seen other women. I maybe it was Miriam or Mary that like went up against the guy, like you're wrong. My, my math is right. Mm-hmm. And I think she probably knew like, if I'm competent at this, they're keeping us around because we're competent at what we're doing. So, I mean, I just think she had a God-given confidence, honestly, to know that, like, yeah. and I think, you know, like, I think she was also the one that was like, why can't I go in the meetings? Why can't I go in the meetings? And she finally, like, they're like, just let her go. Yeah, finally, (laughs) just let her go. Because she's like, I'm contributing to this. So I think that 
you know, when you, those women started to become like known as we can trust her. What does she say? Mm -hmm. Does Dorothy back that up? Does mm -hmm. Catherine back that up? Cause if she does, we can trust it. So, I mean, they were eventually validated, but it, I don't think they were validated straight off. I think it became a process of them just being correct. Over and, and over and over yeah. again. And I do think confidence is a big, it, confidence is like you said, it's really hard. I, my first job out of college um, obviously I was young cause I was, you know, just right. out of college and I wasn't a non-traditional student. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, went all the way through and, um, uh, and just after actually it wasn't my first job, it was my second job out of college. And so I was hired to manage people and to be in a management position yeah. and I still looked young and I was young. I mean, I was yeah. like in my twenties right? and but I knew my stuff. Right. And I fortunately had a boss that told me what Catherine already knew. Right. You know, you know where, you know. Right. You need to tell them that you know. Right. And you need to, you know, own it. Own it. And she had that already. Yeah, she had it. And it was definitely some, it was a muscle I had to exercise because I was intimidated, like you said. Right. You know, being in a position of all of these men, I mean, essentially it was men and like two women and me. Well, and maybe they didn't have the luxury really of be, not being confident. You know what I mean? Like, well, I that's like, what I'm saying. They yeah. didn't have anything to lose. Right. I mean, when there's nothing on the line, right. you, you have to put it all out there. Right. So Anyway, I, I just, that is, that it is, it is hard. And that was in, that was not in the 1940s. I mean, I compare this to like one time I was thinking about being like a, um, a referee, like a football referee. Mm -hmm. Well, to do that, you start like at middle school level or whatever. And so yeah. I walked into this referee coaches meeting or referee meeting. Yeah. And I was the only woman in there. And I was like, you're probably 20 years younger too. No, this was like a couple years ago. <laughs> oh yeah then the guys yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, i'm saying yeah i was like yeah no, this was like two years ago oh, no. you yeah, were probably no. like with a bunch of 50 yeah oh men. yeah way older than me mm -hmm. and they just looked at me like i had four heads like why are you why are you in our little club why didn't you say well because it was in this is a long story oh, okay i think it's it's not the right timing okay you know okay. what i mean yeah yeah but i just remember being like and then with wrestling there's a little bit of that too i'm just like being the only or my first teaching job you know what I mean so I just I just admire that confidence because I don't have like that kind of confidence um so I just I mean she just she's like I think you're right I think it was a god-given thing and I yeah. think she just she well she, and I think too the women just to be in that position like you got where you are and you're there for a reason mm -hmm. so like what you're saying you don't have anything to lose but also I mean, I don't know what it was like to be, I don't know what it's like to be a black woman or a black woman at that time. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine also too, like they would probably say, we don't have the luxury to not be confident. Right. Like we have to know what we know and right. know what we know. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, very true. Yeah. All right. So as the story unfolds, the civil rights movement is gaining strength due to the court decisions such as Brown versus Ed, Brown versus Board of Education, Morgan versus Virginia, which is the um, bus situation yeah um Alston versus school board of norfolk which is black teacher salary because they were like paid like, like two cents fraction of two yeah. cents a day or something yeah, crazy something insane. um 
So the result, this results in a backlash in Virginia that even involved closing public schools rather than allowing actual integration, which is mind blowing. Yes. <laughs> I felt so bad. I will, I like my family, I think they think they've read this book <laughs> because I would say, listen to this insane and then I feel I honestly feel so bad and dumb and not educated right that I don't know this stuff right it's crazy. and so I don't have a great perspective and I feel so I'm glad that you said we need to read this because I do think that when you know things yeah I think it makes you have a better understand I say it all the time right. if I if I know this is why I ask, I ask a lot of questions, as you know. <laughs> I like to dig deep. It's all about that inquiry. Yeah. And so, but part of the reason why is because I feel like if I really know you, then I can understand you. Right. And I can communicate better. Like, right. that's the thing. And I'm thinking, why haven't I taken that position with these kind of social issues? Like, I feel like if you really know right. where someone has come from right, or where the... I don't know. It was mind blowing to me. Yeah. Like, hey, we're not going to integrate. We'll just shut you down. We'll just uneducate you, but whatever. Okay, back. How much of the story, <laughs> I'm answering this question. How much of the story did you know? And what were you surprised by? I mean, honestly, I feel like I didn't know any of the story. Yeah. I didn't, oh, I didn't know, know NACA. I didn't know, like, I knew that I knew a, a little bit of the school integration stuff just from like a not, just from a, right, you know, thousand foot overview picture right. but not from a and I, I knew about the buses right and, you know right. that kind of stuff, stuff like that yes but in terms of what was actually going on in terms of Virginia I had no idea that they were they opted to not have school over I mean that just ugh, school systems well and <laughs> it also you know it also is I mean and I know this is like a super spicy subject and spicy yeah okay. and people maybe will be offended because everyone's offended all the time <laughs> but it's kind of how I feel right now you know where all over the country kids are not going to school yeah no and that bothers me yeah because I feel like we're losing it's kind of like closing these schools in Virginia you're 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 forgetting what is what are we really doing right this is these are children right with parents that you know are not educators right and don't we want our kids to be educated right and don't we want our families to go back to work right yeah I mean and I just feel like sometimes or a lot of times in these big things like obviously segregation integration then right now in the middle of the pandemic it's like we forget right like what the goal is yeah well, and you and yeah. you have said it so many times to me I don't even know if you know that you've said this but it resonates with me that like you know you can't make people not human beings you yeah. can't make them machines right and you can't say well this is what you do right yeah because you're they're humans they're I mean, that, that's how you right you treat your clients in right. real estate right because it can't be the same right and so I just think that sometimes it's just lost. And I just didn't know. I did not know that about the state of Virginia. I didn't, I just didn't know. It's just sad. It is. It's very sad. Well, and like those kids, I mean, you know, it's like the adults are angry and the kids are just get 
you know, screwed mm. over, screwed over by it. But yeah. anyways. Yeah. So what resonated most with most with you personally? I just, I just, these women, first of all, and like Catherine Johnson is like, I looked forward to work every day. Mm-hmm. She just loved what she did. And I thought that was so awesome. The fact that these women really took on, like they all volunteered. They were like, they led the Girl Scout team troops. They like, you know, did science experiments. They were in their own sorority, social sorority. Yes, they Mm -hmm. were. And they were like leading the way for other women. They Mm -hmm. took that on as like, this is a role and responsibility that we have. Mm -hmm. They were so busy. They had kids of their own. Like that just to me is just like, I don't know how they did it all, but I just think they are so amazing. Like to be where you were and then to be like, okay, I need to give back to my community. I need to do this. I mean, they're just talk about like, a whole person in terms of what they did for the country but then also their community I mean it's freaking insane well I feel like the one of the big reasons a short answer why they were able to do it is because they didn't have any they don't have the distractions that we have today they don't have their phone and their socials right they weren't worried about whether or not they were going to take their kid to an AAU basketball Mm -hmm. practice right or to make sure they fit in a private lesson right or to you know right I don't I you know I just feel like it kind of goes back to it kind of goes back to the our last cross training the coddling of the American mind my favorite book ever psych (laughs) um that you know that we we're just missing so many marks right yes and not just with our kids Right. I mean, but we're missing so many marks when it comes to our community. We're missing so many marks when it comes to, you know, because we're so. Like stuff that's important versus like, I don't know. I don't know. Like stuff that's important versus stuff that is, that appears important. Yeah. It's like we're stuck in um, the current moment rather than the long-term. Right. Yeah. Picture. And I also think we live in a time where people are worried about what everyone else thinks mm-hmm. as opposed to worrying about, you know, what is important and valuable and enriching for my family and for my community that, that I love around me. Right. So um, I just think, I, I think definitely all of their, I mean, just, I mean, everything about them. I would like to meet them. I know. I think it'd be super neat to, you know, people always are like, dead or alive, who would you want to have lunch with? You know, people are like Oprah or whatever, (laughs) which would be kind of fun. Oprah would be fun. Although I don't think she would like me very much. Why? I don't know. I just don't. But I would really like to eat with Dorothy or Catherine. I'm sure they'd be like... (laughs) Y'all are dumb. (laughs) Seriously, they would. They would be like, what are you doing today? Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I just, do you think that in terms of like the racial stuff or even schools that we've come a long way or not? Like, do you feel like we've made progress or from the, all this to where we are now? Or do you feel like, I don't know, just something that was so interesting was like, once you got to the end of the war and then it became NASA and NASA was almost like, the hope mm-hmm. for the country. This is this like impossible thing that we're working towards. Right. And I don't know if we have that. Like, 
as a country. Like, I feel like we're so divided. We don't have any kind of, like, I don't think that there is like a, this is a project like our nation is doing or like, do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. And I think you're exactly right. I don't think that we are, there, there isn't a, the United States. Yeah. It's like, of where we're really, you know, coming together as a large community right to do things that are better yeah and i i even think that personally and i'm i may be way off base you may disagree with me i think that we as far as like culturally and socially i think we probably are actually better yeah than the media and the government wants us to believe yeah yeah that's what i think yeah i think that the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And when you have a group of people that are horrible and terrible, they're going to try to sweep that across that everyone is like this. Now, are there issues? Of course. Right. I mean, you know, it's not like I like think like everything's sunshine and roses. Right. But I do think that we are better than, this is awful. I think we're better than they want us to believe we are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think like that there there's like a bad narrative. I just think that I mean, I I don't this may be very drastic to say, but I don't think our schools are better. I don't know what it was like then. Right. But I don't think we've done if you're a certain student and I'm not saying race related at all. I think if you're a certain certain socioeconomic or you don't have parent support, like mm-hmm. we have not done those kids justice. I don't know how I don't know how a kid gets through all the way through high school yeah without having parent support yeah I don't care whatever I, well and it, they could be actually very wealthy and right I mean I'm just saying yeah, parent support like blanket yeah yeah so, so yeah and anyways. so you know and I and I do think that I, I think that parents take the posture of, you know, I don't think that it's good for parents to take the posture of, well, you're at school, you figure it out. Right. And I don't think it's good for teachers to say, you know, uh, you know, it's kind of like, again, we've lost sight. It's, these are our, these are literal children, you know, I mean, we're literally, yes. I mean, they're yes. literally children. <laughs> and so, you know, we have, they're not there. There are humans there. Right different right. and you have to and you know we've lost sight of what we, what's our goal what's our end goal right it's kind of like you know that's why I have a dog is because my end goal ultimately is for him to be a puppy <laughs> and so I can treat him as such all the time <laughs> you know but right. I mean but my end goal for my kids is for them to be men right and so that's my end goal. Right. So you got to train them to where they should be. Right. 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 Train them up as they should go. Right. Yes. So I just, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I think it was pro- education maybe was even better then, but then when I read this, I'm like, no, it wasn't. Yeah, I know. Cause I think like division of resources didn't help anybody. No. You know what I mean? So it just, but I do think probably culturally, maybe it's a little bit, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's just a different dime in place it is a different and the things that we're doing it's like I don't know if they are the same problems are there the same problems masked in a different way I don't right. know but we do need another NASA 
Like we need another. Yeah, we need a like a a rally. Like yeah. a, hey, we're gonna do this kind of a thing. Something to bring us together. Like something that's just not rooted in problem. Right. But in like not problem rooted in like some sort of other problem, some sort of like good problem to solve, not like we're in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, yeah. Yes. Or it's been a terrorist attack. Right. Or, or it's right. a stupid political race. Right. Or yeah. Or there's yeah. No, I agree. I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah. But you're right. I, yeah, I agree. I definitely don't disagree. Of course uh, I'm right. Of course you're right. <laughs> All right. So um, our next cross training book that we'll talk about in May, get it, read it. It's by Malcolm Gladwell, which I don't know if y'all know Malcolm Gladwell, but Google him, Look, read his Wikipedia. Just anyway, he's an interesting fella. It's a book called Outliers. Yes. So um, shout out to Mindy again, because I I will talk about her every podcast. Um, she was reading it and she she is obsessed with it. It's, yeah. And so anyway, uh, so anyway, we're going to read Outliers and we'll talk about it in May. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's finish this puppy up let's sprint to the finish what you got what you got what you got i have an instagram account i love one. i'm gonna follow it right now okay it's the gist usa okay what's that what am i doing it is girls i don't want to say it wrongly okay wrongly wrongly. i want to say it wrongly i have some weird word choices the gist usa um if my freaking thing okay so it is female-led sports media startup okay and it is about like female sports, everything female sports, and it is so good. Oh, good! I love it, and um, it's just this is actually where I first even got on the NCAA thing okay, because I saw there. a post there. Okay. And actually, I had followed it for a little bit. Anyways, there's just some really awesome, awesome content, and um, you will not regret it. Okay, I'm down. It's, the gist, G I S T U S A. Yeah. All right, I love it. I dig it. All right, so mine is a Netflix special. Haven't talked about Netflix today. No, <laughs> not a sponsor, but we're, but we're open, open to, to it. it. Um, Nate Bargatsky, or he is a comedian. He is amazing. He is from Tennessee. He went to Chris's high school. Oh, his dad was one of Chris's football coaches. Okay. His dad was a magician. <laughs> oh my gosh. One time we interviewed um, a candidate for a teaching job and his email was like, I do magic at gmail.com. And I no was like, way. bro, <laughs> maybe we should find a different email address. When we're applying for teaching positions. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. I do magic. And he was like a magician on the side, but it, it was like a weird, it was better than that. But I was like, well, Mr. Uh, Bargatze, Bargatze, I think it's Bargatze. But anyway, so Nate is his son. He's not a magician. He's a comedian and he is hilarious. Okay. So here's the deal. Yeah. He literally, I mean, he lives in Nashville now. Like he lives in Mount Juliet where yeah. Chris and I lived before we moved here. Yeah. He is clean. So yeah, like, you're not like beeping out stuff watch it with your kids watch it if you're easily offended he did a um special in vegas outside yeah due to the pandemic yeah and 
he but he has lots of specials but this one is called the greatest average american okay that's this is the special that i'm telling you to watch right now okay and we watched it the other night and we were so tired but we were laughing so much we could not stop i mean we had to just keep watching it we said it's so late watching nate anyway he's good stuff and there just watch all of his stuff follow him on the gram he's funny He's just a I'm funny, funny cat. This. Anyway, I like Nate a lot, a lot. So anyway, but all right. Go. Well, is two, that everything? I think it is. Do we have any other announcements? I mean, no, just outliers, which I'm pumped about. Yeah, and we've got that'll um, be May seventh. Outliers. Next week we'll have another fitness magic. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, we're excited about. Y'all are gonna be. I feel nervous about this fitness we need, magic. We need to take a camcorder. <laughs> They record us it's gonna uh, be fun yeah. um so anyway so yeah i'm pretty pumped i definitely will have my camera in this one let's just put it that way <laughs> <laughs> oh no i have my phone um all right so tune in hit us up i hope y'all have an awesome week yeah let us know your thoughts about hidden figures yeah. did you know were we just ignorant like what you're like yes you were yes, but you, are. you know yeah we are ignorant but that's okay. you know everything. all right well that's all for jones, jones and Susan. Susan.